0: You're listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast, where you'll discover some of the best and most creative ways to provide for your family and get started on your journey to entrepreneurship. No crazy get-rich-quick schemes, no living in a van down by the river with your family while you build your business. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at the
1: theonlineempireacademy.com. Now, get ready for the Online Empire Academy podcast. What's up, Online Empire Academy? I am Joshua Woodward, and I am so excited to be here because we have the amazing guest, Chris Guthrie. How are you doing, man?
0: Hey, thanks. I appreciate that. Welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, if you guys don't know him, uh, you probably know of things he's worked with or things that he's done. He has three top-selling Amazon books, which is absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. as it's on its own. Um, He does Sales Backer, Amasuite, uh easy Azon. I'm just trying to go through all of them and then Upfuel, which I am so excited about this. I, I got a chance to to kind of look through his blog. Upfuel is his blog and and just some amazing content. If you guys are looking to be encouraged and looking for uh just a way to kind of keep your brain refreshed in the Amazon area and uh and and just as an entrepreneur as a whole, you guys want to go check it out? It's Upfuel. Um I wanted to have Chris on today just to kind of talk about his history, how he got started. I mean, so many amazing projects you've worked on and, and uh, you know, quite a history. So I'd love to kind of just hear your story and how all this got started.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I really appreciate the, the welcome. You know, I mean, I, I just kind of like to do things online and I build businesses and every year the goal is to just try and be more ambitious than last year. Think about, you know, what you've accomplished through the year and then, okay, what can you do in the following year? And I just kind of apply that philosophy kind of going forward. And I have done that for the last uh, six plus years now that I've been doing things kind of full time. And so really, there's a lot of directions we can go that I'd be happy to tell people about kind of how I got started. And, and maybe that can give some advice for people that are in the same boat where they're trying to break free from their job, perhaps, uh, or they want to do something else. So, Totally. I love it. So, okay, good. Then, yeah. So then, I mean, I'll, I'll give a little brief background. I got started. Doing uh, various online things years ago now, long enough to where I kind of forget. But I basically saw this site on on Google uh, or not on Google, rather, but it was like this video game site years ago when I used to play video games more frequently. And I saw this little ads by Google, and I was like, "Hey, it's interesting. What, you know, I wonder how much money the site owner makes." And so I contacted him, and they told me it was you know two bucks a day. And I was like, "Well, hey, if you know if you can if you can take that two bucks a day and get you know." 10 times, 100 times, whatever the traffic, then you could you know, make some good money. And so that's kind of what initially huh. set me out on, okay, how can I go out there and, and build, you know, websites and make money from, you know, creating something of value. And so that's what I did. And so I started with different types of forums, and and built those up. And, and, and I found that this is really where and this is something that's a, a continual theme, you'll really find in any business that you start, but Uh, Niche selection is just so important because, you know, I did forums in the video game space and since that was what I was interested in at the time, but even with, you know, half a million page views a month for one of the top forums, it was only making, you know, 500 a month from Google AdSense. So really small numbers. And then from that point on, I went into different types of things like Amazon affiliate marketing. And so, and that's really what helped to do really well for me and how I was able to go off and, and do my own thing eventually. That's so cool. I actually was talking with a buddy of mine here in town
1: uh, last night about uh, affiliate marketing. And, it, and it's such a foreign concept to so many people. Will you just explain that really quickly? Just the whole idea of Amazon affiliate marketing.
0: Yeah. So the, it's 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 really simple. I had different types of websites that were focused in different niches. And I focused heavily on product review type websites with the idea that people would come to that. And because they're interested in uh, you know reviews of those specific products that I was writing about. Then, if that traffic was more likely to convert into someone that might buy something, than people that are coming to just a regular site. And so, when I create a link to Amazon.com, I get a referral fee. It starts at four percent, and then it jumps up to six percent after you you refer six items in a, a month period, and then it continues to climb until eight and a half percent. Some categories are fixed rates, but it is it is as simple as it sounds where you post a link, if someone clicks through and buys that from that link, in Amazon's case it's twenty four hours. They have twenty four hours to buy something. If they do, you're in a commission. And so that's kind of what I went into. And then I started to tell my coworkers, hey, I'm making, you know, this, you know, five thousand a month or whatever. And and then kind <laughs> of find out that it might be that's not the best thing to do when you're working a day job. (laughs) And that's how I ultimately got fired from my day job way back. And actually, I know the date because I I always kind of celebrate It's my fireversary. (laughs) It's October 13th, 2009. And uh, as I always say, the best thing that ever happened to me, I think after I got fired, it was like, okay, let's see here. I got to figure out if I can do unemployment. And fortunately, I was in a, a good situation where I wouldn't have qualified anyways, because the websites were making good money. Uh, and then I thought, okay, well, let's just go with this. And um, then I think it was November, it was like 13,000 or so, and December is, I think, around the same number. And so wow. then I thought, okay, let's just do this full time and haven't looked back since. And So that's a little bit of a history, I guess. <laughs> that's so cool. And, and
1: you, you actually teach these concepts, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, so when I, after I got fired, I I thought, well, I'm already making a, a full-time income because I'd surpassed my day job income earlier in that year. And I thought, okay, well, I have these websites that are making me good money and maybe I'll start a blog because it'd be fun to, to talk about what I'm doing. And so that's what I did. And, and that's what UpFuel is. I had, a, it was a different name before, but I've since rebranded it a few times. And, and yeah, that's basically what I did. And, and it's been a lot of fun just talking about what I find is working, what isn't working. And then that kind of led to just a whole bunch of other things that have gone along the way. Wow. So cool. So cool. And I I mean, I think the the coolest part,
1: again, there's such a common theme in so many entrepreneurs. It's I had a job. I didn't like what I was doing and I changed it. And, yeah. I, and I love that. I, I love that. It's such, you know, I, the, the more and more people I talk to, the, the more and more I recognize that, that I don't have to do something I don't want to do. And, and part of, of being where we, we are and, and experiencing what we have and, and the time and the age that we're in, we can really do whatever we want. And I mean, will it make money? Who knows? But it's, it's worth <laughs> a shot. Yeah. So kind, kind of tell me, where are you at now? What are you doing? What are some of the things that you're excited about?
0: Yeah. You know, right now I'm really focused on, on sales backer, which is the the service that we built for sellers that are doing things on Amazon, selling products on Amazon, physical mm-hmm. products. And so we really focused in on private label sellers and brand owners. And so everything that we built into the product and then everything we will build as we go along is kind of built on that. What can we do to best serve this audience? And then that's kind of how what it's focused on, you know. I also spend a good chunk of time on Amazon Suite, which is another tool that helps people with with product research, with getting keyword research, with helping to get some initial reviews. And then beyond that, I have other businesses that were that were kind of along the way and getting to this point in time. And so either those died off because they did they weren't successful, or they're still there. And then I have people that help with managing those. And so I have a few of those that that still kind of exist as well.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I I think that. You know we've we've been going through this series about private labeling and and you know everybody who's listened if you guys haven't gone and listened to those go go back and listen to those because it's going to make a lot more sense where we're at today. But what I wanted to kind of bring you on and, and talk more through is is the process of why is it important to have product reviews. Yeah. Because this, it really is. It's a concept that not a lot of people understand, and you know, there, there's some people that believe, and and you know, I've had this mindset, but but please correct me if I'm wrong. That that almost seems like you're selling to another seller and not necessarily to the the person who's actually buying. So, will you kind of explain the importance of uh, uh, feedback and and things like that?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, like the main the main thing is that if you're looking at a general buyer on Amazon they're going to be on there and there will be plenty of opportunities for them to decide where they might like to spend their money at. And so that can be, you know, they do a keyword search for, and I always use this example and it's a product that I would never suggest that you sell because I've used that as an example so often, but say they're searching for a barbecue grill brush and they have, you know, plenty of options to choose from. And so if you think about it from a perspective of yourself as a buyer, are you going to click the listing that has five reviews or you're going to click the listing that has 500 reviews and, and, and and ultimately, you know, you're going to find time and time again that customers are buying products that have more social proof in the form of product reviews mm-hmm. than alternatives. And then the thing about that is that if you are trying to, to actually get your conversion rate to improve, then having more product reviews can really help that. And ultimately, if you look at the Amazon ecosystem, whatever you can do, to make Amazon more money is sort of what then comes back to help you, right? So the more your listing converts, the better they're going to reward you in terms of keyword rankings, in terms of everything else that helps you drive more sales for them because they want you to, you know, they want to reward the sellers that make them the most money. And so if you think about it from that perspective, then getting reviews is one way to help improve that conversion rate and then also improves everything else. So it's just one of several elements. But then of course, it also comes down to what title you use for your 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 listing, the images you use, the bullet points description, all that stuff that improves the the conversion rate as well is important. Uh, but I'm not a copywriter, so I don't go into that as much. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's
1: great. I, I think it's so cool. You you said a, a really important uh, word, and it, it's social proof. And I, I I love this. It's something that I've had to learn how to dig into of, of you know social proof and why you know why. A group of people goes towards a certain product, and another group doesn't. And you know, wh- why is it? Why is it that you know the ratings actually matter? And I, I, I think that I think it's really cool to hear from your perspective because you're in the thick of it. I mean, this is what you do. This is this is your your job. It's your livelihood. And so, I, I think it's really interesting. What what about social proof? Like, why is it that somebody's drawn to the more you know the, the more product reviews than others?
0: Uh, That's tough. I mean, it's probably more of a psychological question, I guess. But if you just, I mean, I guess if you just intuitively think, okay, I'm going to make a purchasing decision. And I see this product that has only five reviews. Well, I know that five people, and you know, because they're only going to see the five people that have reviewed it, have said, hey, this is a decent product, or it's maybe not a decent product. But if you look at you know 500, then people are just kind of gravitate towards that crowd of people that have already said, hey, yeah, you'll be fine if you buy this product or yeah, it does exactly what you want it to. And so I think maybe some of it comes back to, I don't know, like <laughs> our need to be connected with other large groups or something. I don't know. I'm not a huge, I'm not a psychology guy, but there's a lot, there's a lot of interesting elements to that. I was just reading this study the other day. I wish I had remembered um, where I found the source, but they talked about how some people are less likely to, to believe if it's all just positive product reviews as opposed to, you know, a combination of, of others. And so, you know, and I think that that's where, you know, sellers are newer and they get the first negative review, it's like, you know, you're going to, that's going to happen. People aren't going to love everything that you do, uh, whatever it is that you do. And so, uh, that was just kind of an interesting note. I, I'll see if I can find it and i and give you a link for show notes type of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of the questions that I have is is when you're developing a product, obviously you're going to do the SEO. You're going to do, you know, you're going to try to do the best that you can. That that you know, whether it's keywords or or getting a, a group to test the product or whatever. And especially when you're dealing with the private label industry, you're gonna you're gonna factor that in. Should should the people? Okay, so I, I'm thinking more of like, how do I optimize my product? Should they they pour a little bit of money into or or you know, a good amount of of, of money into something like Salesbacker to increase those, those products, uh, their, their, their conversions and and things like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, if you think about anything that you can do to improve your business, you know, a tool like Salesbacker. the way we have designed it is so that you sign up it's free. So right now, if anyone wanted to do that, they can just go to salesbacker.com and create an account. And it's, you know, you don't have to use a credit card or anything to get started. And it's just, Either you receive value from it through, you know, increased reviews or you don't. And if you don't, then you just don't pay. And so it's definitely, uh, and and the thing too is if you aren't yet selling a lot, then you're not even going to qualify for a paying account here anyways. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would definitely suggest reinvesting. But I think even if you take a step back, going back to your conversation or your point about the products that you choose and everything else, that's a whole other discussion in terms of you know what people should or should not be doing Uh, the biggest thing is that i found from talking to a lot of sellers that that if you're basically anything that's really simple to find and looks like it's really really simple to source those are the types of things that are getting more saturated as we go in and then the things that are you know a little bit more difficult to find and they're not they're more obscure and maybe there's some already built-in moats in terms of how difficult it is to import them, or how difficult it is to get started. Maybe it's you know you have to do a larger minimum order quantity, and only one factory produces the product, something like that. Then those are the types of things you can think about as well. So I guess the, the most important element really is just come back to what are you doing to differentiate, and if you're just trying to do the exact same thing that everyone else is doing, then you're going to expect the exact same results you are going to be the same barbecue grill brush. I just saw the other day was like, you know, dozens to hundreds. Maybe I have to look at, I didn't look at all of them with, you know, a few reviews and then the products that have been around longer and have hundreds of reviews are the ones that are getting in the sales. So. That's good.
1: That's good. I, I think that it's, I, I haven't known whether I, I, you know, if I was going to go do private labeling, if, if I was going to invest in that. And I, and I think it, it, even the social proof, I keep coming back to that thought. Of like, oh yeah, like <laughs> I totally do go towards that. I, I go towards the the product that has more reviews. But I, I, part of my thought process is, oh, maybe it's just because I'm conditioned to think that way because I'm a seller. Um, you know, that that I'm like, oh, you know, I want to make sure that this person's okay or this product's okay. But you know, I don't know. I was challenged to to uh, by by another person I was interviewing to take my wife, sit her down, give her a hundred dollars, and see what she buys, and and see if she really is looking through those things, and ask a bunch of questions. And so I have yet to do it, but I actually want to document that. So you guys, you're gonna you're gonna see the video. You have to go on YouTube to go see that. <laughs> but but I am gonna do that because I, I think that it really is that you know, in a sense, a social proof of yeah. of seeing how that works. Obviously, you guys have done a ton of research, talked to a ton of people. What are some of the do's and don'ts that you would tell a buyer who is getting into private labeling?
0: So would it come in relation to what aspects? So would you say like the what they're doing to try and get reviews or what they're trying to do when they're researching products or or? So just, just kind of your take on,
1: on private labeling and, you know, what are the do's and don'ts of, you know, thinking about in the long run, I need to get, I need to get reviews for this. Just, just the whole gamut of like, what would be your advice to somebody starting out with a private label product?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, so I'm I'm going to pull up a quick note here. There's a lot of different ways that you can, well, I'll focus on reviews first, right? So the way that I look at, if you're, if you're getting started private labeling, there are strategies you can use to get more product reviews when you first launch. So these are things like, you know, using friends and family, although uh, Amazon had a TOS update a while back and technically you're not, they actually say specifically you shouldn't use a fan member to leave a review. Huh. Uh, and yeah, people still do that. But if you think about it, the other thing too is that fan members and friends are the ones that are going to take the longest to actually get you to do what you want. Um, but, you know, that's that's one source you could use. And so if you're thinking about launching a product, for example, you can also do things like if you just Google Amazon top 10,000 reviewers, then you'll find the top 10,000 reviewers on Amazon. And you can click through those profiles. They have their emails there and you can say, hey, I have this new product. I see that you've reviewed products that are similar to this one in the past or in the same space. Would you be interested in receiving a free version of it for a review? Huh. And it can be as simple to do that as well. So there are a lot of different ways you can do it. There's of course, as well, there's launch services out there. There's lots of different software platforms and uh, probably too many actually, but there's a lot of different (laughs) platforms out there that exist. And, and you know, you can talk to your friends and if you aren't yet, you know, really connected in with a group of people that are doing this as well, that's really important as well. You can do it through Facebook groups. You can then try and break off into smaller groups, maybe geographically based. uh, And that can work really well. Even just earlier today, I was talking to a friend that's, um, it goes back and forth from the States into Chiang Mai, Thailand. And so, you know, that's what we do to stay in touch and kind of talk about just different things that are happening in terms of the space. Um, and then there's other things you can do too, like creating your own list of, view- of reviewers. So if you have, you know, going back to kind of the roots where if you're building a website for your brand and you're doing things to try and drive traffic, whether you're doing content marketing, you're writing about your niche instead of just selling the products in that niche, then you can get people to come to your website, sign up for your email list and then offer them coupons or just free products to do reviews as well. And when you do that, and that's even further away from these overall huge networks where you have these Facebook groups and these software programs, and all these different platforms for getting reviews, and even the top 10,000 viewers, right? There's always a potential concern that they, that Amazon rather looks at this huge web of, of reviewers and they think, okay, well, we don't like this anymore. Huh. And, but you know, that might be something that happens down the line. It's still a, it's a strategy that works now. Um, but if you're building your own list of reviewers, then those are people that are, you know, separate and apart from those platforms and would be, more le- would be less likely to be um, to have those reviews removed. And then that's really kind of what leads into the whole email follow up sequence. So using a uh, tool like Salesbacker, where you're emailing your everyday customers, when those people review, they're not the types of people that are in these Facebook groups or in these software platforms and doing reviews. Uh, they're just everyday customers and you sent them an email and said, Hey, can you leave a review of this product? I'd love your honest feedback. Then those are the customers that really Amazon probably wants the most to leave reviews. Um, but again, I, th- I, that's talking about what may happen in the future. That's crystal ball type stuff <laughs> and who knows what will happen. And uh, that's just kind of, I don't know, random thoughts to throw out there for you to think about as you're thinking about your business long term. what you should be
1: doing. thats good. It's really good. Yeah, I, I love it. And and I, I think that, you know, I, I took some notes here. One of the things I love that you said was groups, getting into groups. And obviously, most people who are listening are part of the onlineempireacademy.com um, and, and part of our Facebook group. But there's so many other incredible groups out there that you guys can get in and and actually participate and be a part of the discussion and answer, answer questions and get a- questions answered. It's there. There's so many thriving groups and, and, but I loved what you said about branching off into geographical areas. And that's something I haven't done. And I don't know why, like, I just, just this week recently, like it was like Monday, I think I posted in a, a local, a local Facebook group of like, Hey, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk to people who are in this space, but it's i'm not i'm not actually actively trying to create that in my town, yeah, it's a smaller town, but there's people who are selling online in my town, and I just need to get with them so I, I love that how How are you, ways that you've done that because I'd love to learn from you It sounds like you've done this
0: yeah i mean i I just like to really i develop friendships with people, whether it's just you know they part of it's th- that's helpful is just frankly just doing the blogging that i've been doing for so many years because then you kind of get to know people, and even if they don't know you, they might have stumbled upon an article that I'd written in the past. Or I might stumble upon something that someone else has written, and then it's you know giving them some value, and then and sometime down the line you you meet them, and it's like oh hey I read that piece or I saw that you did this and and that's helpful. And that's not the same thing I'd suggest for everybody because shoot I mean I thinking in, in hindsight you know it's a lot of work to to do a blog and and even and frankly I found that the less I write on my blog the more time I'm spending just actually doing businesses and building them uh, my making more money and growing businesses and, you know, doing other things like that. Uh, But that's not to say it's not, it's not fun to do the blogging, but, uh, but really it's just, it has gone from just kind of reaching out to people. So, you know, for example, I'm friends with a buddy that um, runs another blog, his name's Spencer, he runs nichepursuits.com. And so we talk pretty regularly, for example. And actually, I remember him emailing me years ago when he was thinking about quitting his job. And I was like, yeah, dude, go for it. You're already, because he was You know, making some money from Amazon or not Amazon, but Google AdSense things. And, and so, and that's a, you know, years long friendship. And so I think that if you can, the sooner you can go out and try and meet these, meet other people that are doing similar things to you, the better, because then you can really bounce ideas off each other, especially even if you're in somewhat similar spaces, oftentimes you're not going to be a direct competitor. Yeah. And and then you can say, hey, this is what I'm challenged with right now. What would you suggest, or what do you think? And that really helpful. And then the other thing to consider too is, you know, I'm making sure you eventually maybe even paying to join some of these groups. You know, I've heard of groups where it's you know tens of thousands of dollars, and then you have to have a business at a certain size to even get into these groups. And that sounds you know like a lot of money, but if if those connections can help you even get further, then that's something that you can consider as well. I don't have any. I'm not in any specific groups right now like that, but that is something that I've looked into. Um, and actually I'd like to pick one, uh, that's awesome. this year to do. So yeah, anything that you can do. Cause I, at least for me, I, it's just like six plus years now that I've been building all my businesses full time and just doing different things. And it's frankly, it is like lonely cause you're just kind of by yourself on your own. Um, you've got your family that's, you know, nearby. Well, I'm like in the, in a separate office, but your family and all that but you know you're not going to see people that are doing the same things as you every day when you you know you go out and everyday interactions and so finding ways to connect people and doing it regularly is really important that's because awesome only for your <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah. totally and and most of us have ex, ex like experienced
1: that of of you know, going out and, and actually talking with people and you're like, oh, yeah, I've been alone for like two weeks. That's right. Yeah. I need human interaction. <laughs> like, yeah, my, my family's great, but other humans are great, too.
0: Yeah. Totally. I mean, actually, when you said that we were going to do video here, I was like, oh, well, that's a good thing. I actually happen to be <laughs> somewhat dressed up. <laughs> but I'm used to just, you know, rolling out and, and working. But um, yeah, no, I think it's it's just really important making those connections. Totally. My My
1: question now is is you you talked a little bit about the, about the blog. I'd love to kind of hear your journey with the blog because that's that's something I'm just getting into and and I'd love to 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 hear kind of your perspective on that
0: yeah, so I mean i just i really it really was as straightforward as hey, I have this thing that's making me a full time income, and I don't know that many people that are doing this, and this is you know years ago when there are far less people talking about online business. So like 2009 or so, I know that there were some bloggers out there, um, but I said, this might be interesting for other people and I'll just kind of share what I'm doing and, and find that out. I remember posting in different forums and then just kind of trying to provide value for people and then people would find my blog and, and that would help pretty well. Um, but really it's just kind of been an evolution of just sharing what I'm working on and then how things are going. Like I've done a lot of different things online now. I've bought and sold websites, small companies type things, and then I uh, built them from scratch, uh, worked on software products, built those up, um, working on SaaS products. So it's just a lot of different things, and then sharing kind of what what I've learned along the way. And then I think I heard, I think I'm stealing this from another person, but really, when you're, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're just trying to create as much value as possible, yeah. and then what you receive back in terms of your business growth and everything else is just a direct reflection to the amount of value that you put out into the world. And I'm near certain i'm stealing that from someone and so i should have some sort of a source i have from that but i forget who it is and if i can again if i can find who that is that that kind of had that philosophy and that i kind of adopted as my own i'll tell you until you can update the notes or something (laughs) no i i that's that's so
1: good i i love it and and that's i mean it i think we forget that it's not about always taking and yeah And because, you know, you're in the Facebook groups and you're constantly watching your thread go by and, you know, everybody's talking about something and, you know, you may know something and thank you for the people who do comment and stuff. I I don't want to ever poo -poo somebody like about, you know, if they're doing that, but, but really I do it all the time. I'll pass something and I'll be like, I don't have time to do this. Like I've got to answer a question or I've got to do something else instead of going in that group and be like, Oh, you know what? I actually really like X, Y, or Z. Like I love records. I vinyl is, is, is one of my things I just enjoy. I sold it for a long time and, and ended up getting quite a collection that my wife doesn't always enjoy very much, (laughs) but, but it was one of those things that, you know, it, it, I now know how to search. I know how to sell. I know how to do that. And so I'm a part of all these vinyl groups. And so I'll go in and just talk to people and and let them know and and, and do my best to to comment of like, hey, actually, you should be really careful about X, Y, and Z. But but I, I love that. I, and I, I appreciate that you're pointing that out because it, it really is an important aspect of what we do.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely probably some Zig Ziglar quotes in there that you could apply, you know, just, I think it's like, you get what you want after you, you give enough, I, I don't know all the quotes. I'm not a big quote guy, but I know that he talks about that a lot.
1: <laughs> totally. But yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely, I'm going to post you guys. If, if you want to know more uh, just a, about Chris and everything he's doing, I'm, I'm so excited. And so just feel so blessed that you would come on and, and, and share your knowledge and, and just kind of share some of your top tips. I really do appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, feel free. Anyone can email me just direct. It's just Chris at UpFuel.com. Happy to answer anyone's questions. And, um, you know, occasionally I go out to events. And so if you see me, definitely say hi. So I love to to talk to other people about this stuff because, you know, just like you, it's usually you're just kind of working on your own by yourself. And then it's like, oh, cool. I meet other people that are doing similar <laughs> things to me. I need to go and interact with them, do all the human stuff I should have been doing. <laughs> when I wasn't holed up in a, you know, in an office type of thing.
1: <laughs> totally. Well, well, I appreciate yeah. it. And and you guys go check out UpFuel. Go check out... Up Fuel, go check out- Uh, just I'll, I'll put all the links in there. There's, there's so much there and and the books are amazing. And, and yeah, just go I'll I'll, again, I'll post the links. You guys, you guys know where to find (laughs) us. It's, it's, uh, you know, you can find us at the bottom on YouTube. It'll be in the comments section. Um, you can also on iTunes, it will be in the description and on the blog on the online empire Academy. It'll be there as well as stitcher radio and all the other places you can find us. Um, but you guys just, go back, go listen through this, take notes. You know, I love taking notes. So make sure you're actually applying these because there's so many incredible concepts that were just uh, just, just, released in this podcast. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to it too. But Chris, I appreciate you being on. And so, uh, so appreciate what you're doing for the e community.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. And yeah, again, thank you again. Absolutely. Well, until next time, Empire, have a fantastic day,
1: and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast.
0: If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at the theonlineempireacademy.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us make more by rating us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll see you next time.